0: Well thank you guys for having me this past few weeks i pre, i am honored to do it and uh, if somebody will listen to me i'm it's even better <laughs> so but thank you for uh having me and um was um, thinking about our walk with Christ and how we go through different phases in our spiritual growth uh, from salvation and uh, just till we go to heaven someday. Um, what God expects of us while we're here on earth, when God saves us, he, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that we're saved for a purpose, for a reason, and God would like us to fulfill that purpose. Um, there's probably, uh, a lot of times we don't, uh, walk in God's will and fulfill God's purpose. And, but that should be our goal as Christians to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading in our life. Of course, in order for that to happen, a lot of things need to take place. Number one, we need to know. And in order to know, we need to hear. And we need to read, we need to ponder, we need devotions, we need church, we need um, all those things that will help us to grow spiritually in order to fulfill God's purpose in our life. And of course, here's the Wednesday night crowd, and you're faithful and you're here and you're consistent. Uh, But I know we struggle. There's constantly we get pulled away and our priorities kind of get mixed up um, doesn't mean we're deep in sin or backslidden, but it just there's distractions and the busyness of this world, and it happens very easy, so we gotta just focus and that's why we're in church tonight to kind of get focused, and that's why we need fellowship and that's why we need ministry. we just constantly need to focus on what God's calling is on our life um Ephesians chapter two verse one um, and verse Ephesians chapter two verse one And you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. So when we, that point where we got saved, we were quickened, we were made alive. We were dead, spiritually dead, walking around spiritually dead, but we got saved, praise the Lord. The gospel was given and we've trusted and uh, put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And then we were born again. We were quickened. We were made alive we were dead in our trespasses and sin where in past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in children of disobedience. It's kind of a eye opener there. When you look at that verse that we didn't even realize it before salvation, uh, we were walking according to the prince and the power of the air. We all know who that is and just the the worldliness of this, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But that's the past. Now we're saved. If you're born again, if you've trusted Christ, if you believe that what Christ did on the cross was for you and forgiveness of sin, he rose, uh, he died, he rose again for us and you receive that gift uh, we're saved, we're quickened. We're not dead anymore. We've been made alive. And we have a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. And sometimes later on in our life, uh, I have a, f- a good friend of mine, he's a volunteer. He comes with me to the prison on a regular basis. And he got saved when he was 14 years of age, but he'll testify he never grew because he never went to church, never read his Bible. He knew he was saved. He put his faith in Jesus Christ. He was at a revival. It was those days, he's older now, but he was those days when they used to go and preach in the public school and they used to have these big revivals and kids used to come after school and he remembers getting saved. He knew he was saved, but it stopped there. He didn't grow until he was 57 years of age. Um He started reading his Bible, and then he began to grow and uh and so but he he'll testify uh, i i wasn 't walking for the Lord, and it was his son who got addicted to drugs that brought him to the Lord and brought him to church and uh he was just so concerned and so uh Broken about his son, his, his adult son, uh, who was addicted to prescription drugs, um, and it just led him to the Lord. It led him to our church and he started reading his Bible. He started attending church and he's, uh, he's just all in now. And, uh, but he'll testify that, man, I wish, uh, I started reading earlier. I wish I started knowing what God's purpose for my life was. Earlier in life, and he's definitely, I believe, in God's will now. So again, we have this quickened. We were quickened. We were made alive, um, and then God has a purpose for us. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen says there says this: Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Praise the Lord, huh? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So here it is again. God's telling us we're a new creature. We're a new creation. We're created for the purpose of God. We were born again into the family of God. Therefore, because of that, Those old things are passed away. What is it, the old things? Remember we were walking according to the prince and the power of the air? We were children of disobedience. Uh, Yeah, a lot of us have a testimony. where We were in sin and we were doing wrong. We were headed in the wrong direction. But even if you... You know, in the world's mind, you weren't on that track. We were still children of disobedience. We were still walking according to the prince and the power of the air. Sometimes it was obvious, and maybe sometimes it wasn't obvious, but the scripture says, pre-Christ, before quickened, before we were made alive, that's what our life was. And it should be in the past. It should be in the past. Why? Because we're quickened. We're new creation. We're a new creature. And those old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We have this previous walk, our manner of life, and uh, it should be gone. There should be a change. There should be a difference in our new walk. And the difference is, hey, God... I'm a new creation. What is your will? What is your purpose? Uh, What path do you want me to be in? And sadly, I could say that you could be saved. You could be born again. And um, if there hasn't been a change, um, you're not in that present walk that you should be. We see that, um, Ephesians chapter two verses eight and nine: For by grace are you saved through faith; it's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So again, you could be saved because we're not—it's a gift; it's given to us. We're saved by faith. You trust Jesus Christ by faith. Okay, it's not based on your your behavior or what you do or whatever. It's just given to us. But now that we are saved, God gives us a purpose. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. For we are, chapter 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship. Let me turn there real quick. Created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. Again, I'm not saying you're saved by good works. Everybody understands that, right? But now that we're saved, hey, there's a new walk. We had a previous walk, but now we have a present walk. For we are his workmanship. We're a work in progress. We're born again. And we ought to let God work (laughs) through our lives. And in order to do that, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and let God work. Let God work. And we're created in Jesus Christ unto what? Good, because God is good. When God works through us, there's going to be what? Good works. We're a new creation. It's a good creation it produces good works which god hath before ordained that's you know what that's telling me god has a plan god has a purpose uh, none of us got saved just by chance or by oh you slipped in the you know in the door or whatever no god knows and god died for you and rose again for you and now He has a plan for your life. He has a purpose. God hath be before ordained that we should what? Walk in that purpose. Walk in them. So there's that present walk. Uh, previous walk. Now we have this present walk uh, that God wants us to do. And we ought to strive daily. And, and I, I get this. It's something you surrender to several times a day, right? Yeah. Cause there's constantly things pulling us in different directions. So we have to surrender daily to be in God's path, to be in God's will, to do those good works in which he called us for. Great verses. First Corinthians chapter three. Let's look there. And let's look at verses 10. The Bible says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me. Thank God for God's grace, huh? And God's grace is given unto me. We need God's grace. We need God's grace to get through life. Um, As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation... And another buildeth thereon. But every, let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundations can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if any man build upon this foundation, here it is, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest. In other words, all going to be lined out. It's all going to be written out. Now, don't tell Pastor Stewart I was teaching on a work salvation. You got that, right? (laughs) But because we're saved, there ought to be works. That's what the scripture is telling us. Huh? For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. So all our works that we do, those good works, this present walk, we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Um, we ought to do those good works and one day we're going to stand before god and there's a manifest and the day shall declare because it shall be revealed by fire and fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is if any man's work abide which he hath built thereon there thereupon he shall receive a reward if any man's work shall be burned He shall what? Suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved by fire. He's saved. He's born again. And we're going to stand before God and we're going to give an answer. Okay. I had a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. And um, did you fulfill that purpose? he's, He's... talking about gold, silver, and precious stones. Gold, silver, and precious stones. Hey, they're going to survive the fire. The fires maybe even purify them even more. But we all know what happens to wood, hay, and stubble in a fire. It's useless. It's gone. In a fire. So every man, we're going to produce some type of work. Some of it's going to be wood, hay, and stubble. We all know what that could be. It's all about me. It's about how uh, me, it had nothing to do with spiritual-ness uh, or, you know, uh doing things for God. It was just living for ourselves. And we see that rampant today in America. I mean, get ahead, get as much money, get as much power, Uh, get as much fame or whatever and all that. And it could even happen to a Christian. We ought to be careful. Get caught up. Entangled in those things of the world. And and they easily beset us, take us off track, take us out of the will of God. And so when we're going to stand before God, he's going to put all our works in a, A fire pit. And a lot of those works, Brother Rick, are wood, hand stubble. And we're going to give an answer. Thank God we're in heaven. (laughs) We're saved. We were saved by the blood of Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift. I didn't have to earn it. It's a gift. Not of works... But I have a responsibility. God's given me a job. And I need to fulfill that job. And I need to be careful. And it's sometimes, you know, when you're in, have any leadership position, it's sometimes you could get caught up in the applause of men. But God says, hey, if you're looking for men's applause, you got your reward. <laughs> Don't expect me to give you a reward. When you do things, you do them for eternal, for eternal purposes. And uh, we need to be careful uh, not to waste time, not to get off track and to do those and to walk according to our present walk, um, we've been quickened. We have a different purpose in life now, and we need to fulfill that. First Thessalonians chapter two verse four. It says this: "But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men." Oh, man, be careful, brother Rick. Are you trying to please men? But God, we need to be after pleasing God. And a lot of times we're not going to please men when we please God. And we ought not look to men and try to uh, appease them. But it's God which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as you know, nor cloak of covetousness. God's is witness. God sees everything. And he knows everything. So we need to be careful in this present walk uh, to please God and to live for God. And, and I know it, it's okay to please men, but you ought to have your priorities in order. Um, please God. Number one, and sometimes you'll please men, sometimes you won't. But we need to be careful. Um, who are we looking for our uh, applause? Or for, are we looking for Jesus? Or are we looking for men? In men's applause. And don't forget what First Thessalonians 2, 4. He's saying, you know what? I put you in trust. I entrusted the believer, those that were quickened. I entrust you. That's a huge responsibility. God saying, I'm giving you this and I'm putting you in trust with this. And what is that he's putting us in trust with? The gospel, the good news, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's putting us in trust with the gospel. And what are we supposed to do with the gospel? He's entrusted us. Are we supposed to take it and put it in a safe and lock up the safe and turn the dial and leave it there? Yeah, we're, he entrusted us with it. But that's not the purpose. The gospel needs to get out. It needs to get out to our families, to our neighbor, to our community. And he's entrusted us, the believer, the church, And we are the church and we need to get the gospel out. Let's always make that a priority. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing. And it's so easy. To get caught up in so many other busyness things in ministry. Talking to the preacher here, me. Where we kind of put the gospel in the back shelf there and we need to be careful never to do that cuz he's entrusted us the believer he didn't trust the uh, the mormons to do that cuz they don't have the gospel he didn't trust the jehovah witnesses to do that again they don't have the gospel he didn't even entrust the uh, catholicism to do that uh, uh cuz their gospel is really shady and there's a lot of things mixed in there he's entrusted the believer born again bible believing believer with the gospel be careful And again, we need to be pleasing to God and to be responsible to him. Uh, the gospel, it's not always, as we think, uh, so offensive, but it could be. But some of us, real, sometimes we work real hard on making an offense of some people, and it doesn't have to be. Okay. But we need to keep that priority because we got this present walk. And boy, I know I shared these verses already in the past, but what a privilege it is to be called by God. Number one, to be saved. I'm a child of the king. But there comes a lot of responsibility with being a child of king. So it's a privilege, though, to be Honored to be entrusted with such something that's so important. Ephesians 4.1. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation where you are called. Fulfill God's calling in your life, that vocation. He has a purpose. Even the young kids in this room, God has a purpose for you. Not just for mom and dad or grandpa or whoever it is. It's for everyone. If you're saved, if you're born again, it's a privilege. It's an honor to be a child of God. But I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy. We have a testimony. We have a job to do. We're children of the king, and we ought to live like children of the king. Colossians one ten again uh, we read that, but that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, uh, uh Colossians. I don't, yeah, we haven't read that, that we might be fruitful in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God. We got to just keep growing. It's a growth. It's a, it's a, Something that we never stop, uh, we ought to keep growing and growing and growing, and you guys know you get into the word of God, it's just like it's so much in there, and it's so good, and it's so you, you could just man, you just you keep growing and growing and it, it, it it's it's so satisfying, but you're never satisfied you want more. And God would like to use you. Oh. Colossians 1.10. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Lord, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So it's a privilege walk. It's a privilege to be called the child of God. It's a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege to be a Christian. And God has given us a calling and we ought to fulfill that. And remember, it's a Christ-like walk. Ephesians 5.1, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice for God as a sweet-smelling savor. Again, let's be Christ-like. It's a change walk. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. Why? There's been a great change since I've been born again. Has there a change in your life? The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again. And we could go on, and you know that song, and you could add, and you know what? There should be a change. It's a Christ-like walk. We We ought to represent Christ well in this walk, a changed walk. There's a change. There's a difference. When people see you, what do they see? Do they see Jesus Christ? You've heard it. We've talked about it for years, but it's so true. For many, the only Bible they'll ever read is when they see you and your actions and how you react and what you do. It's one thing to tell them the gospel. I'm I'm all for that. I preach the gospel. I hand out tracts and I understand the priority of that and using the word of God. But boy, Christians, it's so important that our life is Christ-like. People will be attracted to that. Or either they'll really hate it. But they know it's right. They know it's right. Ephesians 5.8, For we were sometimes darkness, but now you are the light of the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Hey, bring it to the Lord. What would Jesus do? And whatever he would do, you do. Having no un- fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove it. Maybe if there's some of us here, there needs to be some changes in our life. And we slip back into that old man and we think, it's sad when I see mature, supposedly mature Christians, and they, 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 they kind of, they figured I did what I've done, and I, it's now I need to let the young people do it, and I get all that, and I see, but I also see sometimes they just give an excuse for them backsliding. And they kind of think, well, I did all that, and I had my time, and, uh, hey, you're not dead yet. <laughs> God still is calling you. I understand we don't have as much energy anymore and we can't do everything, but that doesn't mean we have to let our guard down and start slipping back into those worldly ways. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in secret, but all things are reproved or made manifest by light. God's going to light it all up someday. And whatsoever he doeth, make manifest is light. Whatever you do, let's make sure it's the right thing. Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. And anymore, in the days that we live in, Christians, we need to be wise. We need to know what we believe in, why we believe it. We need to be ready to give an answer. We live in days where I don't have to tell you. um, uh, Isaiah 520. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's the days we live in, right? That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's exactly where we're living out. In in 2023, everything's backwards. So I say all that to say is, man, we need to be sharp. We need to be ready to give an answer. We need to be ready to turn to scripture and learn how to use it and give an answer to those people who are questioning. Man, this is a crazy time. And they're not even saved. But we can say, I could tell you why. I know exactly what the Bible says And this is what, it shouldn't take anybody by surprise, at least us, what's going on. Ephesians 5, 15, and I'm done. Seeing then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God, the father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ submitting, submitting yourselves one to another in fear of God. Boy, there's a whole lot there. <laughs> if we could just get this, we would be okay. And, and, and uh, but man, we need to be wise. We need to be wise. Figure it out. We live in days where we ought not be surprised at the days that we're living in. And, uh, and there's a, uh, but we know the end of the story. And we're on the winning side. But let's live like we're on the living side. Let's be ready. Let's not be fearful. And let's not run away and be afraid. And and we ought to be bold. And let's keep the main thing the main thing. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your charge today. I pray, Lord, that you would help me to always remember to keep you a priority. You've entrusted me. And I have a responsibility and I fail at that so many times and I don't want to fail. We're living in important times and we need to keep the main thing, the main thing, the gospel. But in order to do that, we need to understand our position in Christ, who we are, what our responsibility is and know it and give an answer about it. Help us to be Christ-like. Help us to be different. Help us to be like you. And help us to share that gospel. We love you and we thank you. And we, we're grateful for being a children of God. By chance, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, I pray, Lord, that they would know you. We're all sinners. And sin separates us from God. And we ought not to be separated from God. It's not good. But God loved us and he was He made a way and it was by way of the cross that we could be forgiven. What Jesus did on the cross was for us. It was for our sin. When he died, he paid for my sin and your sin in order that our sins could be cleansed that the blood of Christ that He shed on the cross would cleanse our sins away, would cover our sins, Lord, and we're grateful and thankful for that. And if there's anybody here that doesn't know you in a personal way, they haven't trusted you, I pray even tonight that they would accept you and believe in you. If that's you, if you don't know Christ, you might pray a prayer like this and mean it in your heart. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know there's a penalty for sin and I can't pay it. But again, I trust you, Jesus Christ. And what you did on the cross was for me. Be my Savior tonight. Best way I know, I know I call upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. You're out a little early. Praise the Lord.